I have never heard scream rap in the way that JPEG was doing it, where it was more artistic. Like when I heard XXX doing it, it was the first time, but it was also like an artistic form. I know there's a lot of varied opinions on the man, but as far as like just pioneering like an art form, I thought that he was very original in the sense that he did that. And JPEG is the first person to do it. Pioneering an art form. I'm sorry. I just have to stop you because that man screamo rap has been around for as as old as xxx tentacion was when he died so he wasn't a pioneer of nothing you're locked into the ether report podcast so how's everyone doing i'm doing good i'm yo i'm like super excited i feel like a million bucks yeah my money don't really feel like i do so this is the Ether Report podcast. I'm we are with back. My good really good around. friends. I think I can call you guys my family now. I think so. Yeah, yeah it's I, think, big. I think we do. That. I feel like we've we come we've had this. great times as family. We've had not so great times yeah. as family. Like, and we've overcome those bad times. Yeah, too. like I. This is comparable to family. Day. Families that yeah. run together <laughs> stay together. Those that walk the park fall apart. Yeah. Who said that? Wait, what? Hove. <laughs> Boom. All right, so we're here to talk about the one and only JPEG Mafia and his latest release, All My Heroes Are Cornballs. Why are we talking about this today? Because he's fucking awesome. <laughs> and you're a stan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so weird. I feel like it'd be like a disservice if we didn't touch on this. Exactly. I think so. There's so much. We always talk about like passive listening, how all these rappers just like sound alike. So I think it's important that we kind of like take a second to point out these rappers who don't sound like literally everybody else yeah. on Rap Caviar. So I'm really happy that we kind of took yeah. the time to <laughs> to do this. Yeah. I broke down my review like pretty simple. I took the time to kind of analyze what exactly is JPEG trying to give the listeners. I couldn't figure it out because it's such a wacky album in a good way. But I... Whack and wacky, different words. Yes, yeah, I, very wacky. I will, I will say this. Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but I will say I have a feeling there's a lot of terminology that we're going to use throughout this review yeah. that may sound like it has a negative connotation, but we, I know me for a fact, I mean it in a good way. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think all my heroes are cornballs. So I don't know if you guys have watched any of his uh, disappointed videos on YouTube where he would bring, you know, different artists into the studio. He had James Blake come through. He also visited Hannibal Burris and Jeff Tweedy. DJ Dahi came to one studio session, Denzel Curry. So all these people came in to listen to the record, including Kenny Beats and like. I think it, I saw the part of the one with Kenny Beats, but yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. Like, yeah. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in those videos, you know, JPEG kind of gives a little bit of a hint of what he was trying to accomplish in the album. So I took a little bit pieces of those. It sounded like he was trying to make something that was extremely formless. Um, he said something that he wasn't editing his tracks either. And another thing was he was kind of challenging the people that he admired in rap and hip hop and just kind of like making his own record. I think JPEG Mafia comes out on this thing as the Captain Beefheart of hip hop. I don't know if anyone's familiar. Can you elaborate? I have no idea who so Captain Cap- Beefheart is. <laughs> so Captain Beefheart, you guys listen to Frank Zappa? No. Occasionally. Okay, so okay, Captain Beefheart is how do I describe this guy? He's he's 
Wait, who's Frank Zappa now? Yeah, oh, <laughs> we had so many questions. <laughs> so Frank Zappa and Cabinet Beefheart are two of the most legendary musicians in American history or world history, honestly. Composers. Composers, yes, um, is the right word. But these guys have very eclectic discography of just very experimental records, and they challenge their genres. I think JPEG Mafia is in the same exact room, where a lot of these songs don't have verse hook hook verse format a lot of the transitions are very abrupt it sounds like he's like harsh very harsh it's like he's driving a car into a wall every single track and every track is like a roller coaster so all my heroes are cornballs is like an amusement park full of 18 different rides so it's extremely extremely experimental the challenge to hip-hop that i was referencing earlier you look at the album cover he's dressed in a gown <laughs> and he's in the attic of your apartment yes yeah and jesus forgive me i'm a thought he also talks about he's like wearing your grandma's hand-me-downs and that's exactly <laughs> what he's wearing on the album cover another challenge on uh beta male strategy beta male strategies is also another reference to one of his tracks where he says he's not an alpha male on another one of his tracks so he's like very vulnerable very honest of like being extremely opposite of the alpha male, the big dog in rap and hip hop. Huh. Yeah. And talks about fears of being on features and collaborating with people, which is another honest thing that a lot of artists don't talk about. Yeah. And then he also does this thing where he's like kind of playing around with it. The things that we, I personally expect a lot of reviewers expect where he's like, we want to see that athletic rapping ability that he has on all these tracks, but he like post verified lifestyle or PTSD, Keenan versus Kel, like he'll throw all these like really beautiful rap attack, but then he'll just stop it abruptly and go to like singing and melodies, cover. yeah, yeah, and started covering like in sync. <laughs> I want you back. It's like, what are you doing? It's, it's so random. It's kind of like if Brockhampton was like one person, but all those personalities inside of one person. <laughs> yeah. When yeah that Amir, is a good way to describe yeah, it. When yeah. Amir was still there, Wouldn't though. Wouldn't that be the perfect form of Brockhampton? If there's an epics, the big issue with Brockhampton is that it's so messy. <laughs> I know, we, we can talk about Brockhampton <laughs> a separate time. But yeah. I, and um, lastly, I just want to talk about the bars. I think the bars are extremely aggressive. On PTSD, he said, like, attacking other artists and like your deals look like brexit and then he said another thing is like he he'll turn steve bannon into steve hawking i was like holy shit <laughs> I, I like that line <laughs> that was super dope but overall man like this thing is a living creature um it just has so many different forms that you just can't expect at all so my first thoughts when i was listening to this album was it felt like i got teleported into a naruto episode <laughs> I was just, I don't even know if you guys are going to understand this. I thought I got like just tranced into a Genjutsu. Um, <laughs> and that kind of started happening once I was listening to Grimy Waifu, which I think is what, like the third song on the album? It was like number four. Third or fourth, third yeah. Or fourth, that was yeah. after JPEG Mafia type beat. Yeah, it was It was <laughs> great. It's, it's a weird track. I mean, every track's a weird track on this album. So like the first things that kind of hit me. So first, before I even listened, usually I'll do this before I listen to an album. I look at the cover art. And I look at the track list and I'm like, okay, what am I ready for? Sometimes I'm looking yeah. for like features. Sometimes I'm looking for just like this song plays a storytelling joint. Let me go to that. Blah, blah, blah. The first thing I noticed was this is the goat track list. Like 
He has a track called BBW. <laughs> he got a track called Beta Male Strategies. He got a track called Thought Tactics. Yeah. He got a track called JPEG Mafia Type Beat, uh, Post Verified Lifestyle. I could keep going. <laughs> it's almost like someone was like, what are the funniest names for tracks I could put on an album on a Reddit thread? And these were just like all the top voted yeah. titles. <laughs> so I really, I really like that. Just the originality there just kind of gave me like, I'd already listened to his music in the past, but mostly popping up on like my Discover Weekly and never like a full project. So I don't know. I just kind of, I knew he was like a weird dude from hearing like North Calvert and stuff, but this kind of like confirmed that, especially once I started listening. Something that I think he did here, which I want to really give him props for is it's scream rap in a sense. But when a lot of people think scream rap, I think that they kind of think of like XXX Tentacion mm. or all these rappers like uh, it's not Youngblood like Scar Scarlord. Scarlord and stuff. They were kind of just more or less. I'm sure they're original, but it sounded to me like they were just copying XXX's style. Whereas I have never heard scream rap in the way that JPEG was doing it, where it was more artistic. Like when I heard XXX doing it, it was the first time, but it was also like an artistic form. I know there's a lot of varied opinions on the man, but as far as like, you know, just pioneering like an art form, I thought that he was very original in the sense that he did that. And JPEG is the first person to do it. Pioneering an art form. I'm sorry, I just have to stop you because that man screamo rap has been around for as as old as xxx tentacion was when he died so he wasn't a pioneer of nothing continue would you say you and i would i also say another another in group this that day and it. age he repopularized it yes who was and then uh yeah who was it's, who was doing it, it is, a, it is a, it's a subgenre that exists in the metal world it's just rapper like there is a whole subgenre of screamo I mean, we rap. got we got death grips like mc rider yeah, death grips and we got horror horror yeah, jersey horror. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i thought death grips was like a rock band popular i mean it, it all the popular like spectrum punk. i would yeah. say more subjective yeah. well he wasn't a rapper death grips wasn't a rapper what i'm saying is he's MC a rapper Ride. i don't even know who mc ride is and i'm a hip-hop <laughs> head so that shows where that's at anyways yeah. The other kind of things that I noticed was that his musicality is like very unique, mm-hmm. but this isn't a knock, but I didn't really pay attention to the bars. I've listened to the album probably like five times all the way through the individual tracks more, but as far as listening to the whole album, probably like five times now, I still haven't even really listened to the bars. It's just like the project itself I'm listening to, which it's not a knock on him. I just want to say like, if there's a message, like I don't necessarily have that message yet because... I'm still just sonically kind of taking all of this in. And uh, like I said, that's not a bad thing. I think it's pretty dope. I mean, it's 18 tracks and it's not overwhelming. It's 18 tracks and I like it. I can listen all the way through multiple times, whereas other artists dropped 19 track albums this year and I got really tired of it eight tracks through. Mm -hmm. Um, No names are going to be dropped. But (laughs) this one was not tiring at all. I feel like it's an original flavor the whole time and... Kind of felt like, I already made a Naruto reference, kind of felt like Dragon Ball Z, where there was just, it was just new things, every single track coming, it's just heavy hitting. So, that's my initial take, is just, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Dope. Well, for me personally, I'll go into it, I mean, I'll be completely honest and transparent with y'all. I was not, and you know, prior to listening to this project, I've never really listened to JPEG Mafia. I mean, I've known of him, I've maybe have heard a song or two here and there, but I can't say that he's someone I listen to on a regular basis. So I went into this album completely with a blank slate. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what kind of music I was getting or anything. Um, And 
I'll initially say, like, you know, going through the project, I had a very difficult time listening to it initially when it came to the first couple of tracks. I remember attempting to just I kept playing the first track over and over and not being able to, like, catch a flow of the album. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So I put it on shuffle. And after I put it on shuffle, I'm like, yo, this slaps. Like, what's this? <laughs> Wait, what's this? Wait, what's this? So it actually kind of had like a reverse fatigue effect on me. Oh, like right. the more I listened to the album, the more I wanted to listen to the album. Mm. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, like I played it all day today. But I will say that even though it had like a reverse fatigue effect, I feel like being that it was 18 tracks. I mean, I honestly would have preferred if it was like 12. Oh, wow. But um. I'm not saying that this Isn't because that, that's just where we're at. It's, that's just where we're at. Yeah. Like mm. I can't really pinpoint a bad song. I do have like my favorites, but I really felt like even after we've had what the album came out a week ago about yeah. a week ago, oh, like right. I still feel like I haven't sat with it enough. Just some, some other initial hot takes. The project is growing on me a lot. I feel a sense of bipolar energy when I'm listening <laughs> to the project because it's so experimental. It's experimental as fuck. And that was a pleasant surprise for me. I didn't know what to expect. There were so many different genres. There was blending. There was topics of, you know, like even when it comes down to like gender and taking on male to female personifications. Um, I was reading the character Peggy is actually his female personification yeah. <laughs> and things like that. It's interesting. I didn't actually start reading up on the album until like an hour or so before we all sat down to review the project because I wanted to form, you know, obviously my own opinion. But a lot of the things that I read in reviews and a lot of the things that we talked about off air, I feel like are really true in the fact that like the one, this album's all over the place. I said it gives me bipolar energy, but I don't mean that in a bad way. It's crazy that like how, like you said, the beat switches, the harsh vocals, like the lyrics, like all of that, like it just takes you on this like roller coaster. And you know what? I was like, I ain't mad. I'm not mad at this. Like, because none of it really sounded bad. It was mm. all like, okay, like, this is different, but I fuck with it. I got elements of Tyler. I got elements of Frank. I got elements of Gambino. I, I felt like, you know, a lot of Brockhampton, a lot of Flatbush zombies. One thing I will say that I wish I paid more attention to was his lyrics. I paid a lot of attention to the vocals and the ranges and all the things that he hit. I really wish I would have paid attention to like the actual like or really like focused on his lyricism. But I don't know. Like my initial thoughts is this album was weird. It was weird <laughs> as hell, yo. But it's like it's weird. It's so weird to the point to where it's intriguing me. Like yeah. I can definitely say that in the end, I know that this, will this be a project that I play a lot probably not i'm probably gonna pick five or six songs like i wrote down a list of like some of the songs i really like like thought tactics bbw post verified lifestyle the second half of rap girl grimy waifu poppy i missed you i'm probably gonna take those tracks and add them to like you know fire a fire ass playlist mm -hmm. and but i will say that this has opened my eyes to jpeg mafia and boom you know, i'm sold Listen to Veteran. You got to listen to Veteran next. I'm so... All right. So I have questions for y'all on this album, right? I've written them out kind of like for, for each one of you guys individually based mm -hmm. on uh, your thoughts on the album, right? So Zeke, I'm going to start with you first, mm -hmm. right? You spoke on JPEG speaking on his fears of like doing features with other artists. Mm -hmm. And um, 
being a beta male. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds interesting to me because I just think that within hip hop, there's almost like this sense that your rapper has to be always confident all the time. Yeah. And um, and though granted, there's a lot of rappers that have challenged that mm-hmm. over throughout the years, but it's still like it's like for the most part that is a thing mm-hmm. is expected as a rapper. As a, I think for most artists, but rappers more so than most, it's kind of expected that you at the drop of a hat you are supposed to rap, mm-hmm. you are supposed to be, like, you are supposed to be perfect all the time. So um, I think it's interesting when you do have that challenge as a rapper, but even more so the beta male thing I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I think just that beyond a rapper, a rapper has to be, you know, macho man Randy Savage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Always. All the Always. Time. You know what I'm saying? Like, the slightest thing, I'm sure we've all seen this as, like, just growing up with rappers. A rapper could do, Rick Ross, I think, is a great example. Yeah. The whole thing about him being a cop. And then people just stopped, mm-hmm. like, fucking with Rick Ross. And he that like one we weren't living that drug dealer lifestyle or i don't know i don't know if y'all were, were selling drugs i definitely was like, it, it worked, <laughs> you know what i'm saying but in middle school i i wasn't you know what i'm saying in middle school me but i was still on the basketball court like yo man he ain't real you know what i'm saying knowing that we would never de- we would probably in that situation also be a corrections officer yeah, <laughs> i think the issue is he was rapping as a drug dealer that yeah, was the real it was issue a, it was a, like it was a job but like also mm-hmm. there's just this little things that like a rapper gets beat up i've gotten beat up but I, like i've definitely remember being like as a kid thinking like oh what whoever got beat up yeah. right you know what i'm saying so little things like that so i think it's interesting that he challenges that do you think that him like commenting on that or taking that that kind of stance in the album is a central point of the album? And do you think it plays a major part in the reason that you like the album? No, I don't think it plays a major part. I think it just plays an integral part of just knowing who JPEG Mafia is and like how it impacts the album. In a way, I mean, another thing he said in one of those videos, Kenny Beats asked him, like, did you record this with anybody? And JPEG said, no, it was by myself. That's in one of the interviews, right? Yeah. I think I saw up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of related to that. You know, as a creative person, I like to create by myself in my space first before I come out and introduce it to people. Yeah. The way he did it was such an honest way. Like, yo, I got this thing. I don't even think it's that good. I just want to, you know give it to people that i respect the most and when they listen to it i like, oh, actually just pretty fire i do enjoy that like in those videos he was uh talking about the album like it was really trash right? <laughs> i've always liked that marketing tactic of like speak down on it yeah like surprise them in the end mm-hmm. so yeah i really did enjoy that i will say it. yeah i also think just on top of like the beta male thing mm-hmm. i think that's just a step towards like actually actioning he's focused on being an artist and not a rapper yeah mm-hmm. a lot of rappers are like nah i'm an artist but they just do everything that a rapper does yeah mm-hmm. he's like actually trying to break all of those boundaries he's like i'm not trying to be alpha i'm sure he cares if you listen to his actual lyrics but he's like i'm more focused on like the lyrics are important but just like breaking all these walls like screaming singing he's melodies I mean, yo lyrically like he's kind of political too man like I felt elements of that for he's sure. He's very political. He's always been that way. Like ever since, you know, Black Ben Carson, the Second Amendment, he did that. Like I might vote for Donald Trump. Like those like he's always been very controversial, like in political regard. Yeah, it's just very interesting to me that like 
of all these rappers who say I'm an artist, I'm not a rapper. Mm-hmm. He actually is. And I think that the beta male thing that you brought up is a part of him being an artist. And yeah. wearing the grandma clothes <laughs> is part of him just being an artist. And just like, artists are weird people, yeah. man. Yo, Baltimore scene is freaky. Is he from Baltimore? I mean, that's where he... Yeah. That's what yeah. Right? I was going to ask. He sounds like he's from like a small town in like Dude, Wyoming or something. The Baltimore music... He was music, in the army, right? Yeah, he was in the army. Then he moved to Baltimore. And that's where he uplifted his career. He okay. spent time so, there. I want to preface like... So mm-hmm. I've, I was... I think at first I was interested in the idea of JPEG Mafia when I first heard about him. Mm-hmm. And then through people suggesting songs to me... Like, I got more of the, like, yo rap thing, and I was never really into that, mm. right? From certain songs that, like, I've listened to now that you guys put me on to from this album, I've enjoyed, like, BBW. Like, as soon as you played that for me, I was I was bopping immediately. <laughs> um, so I do think there's something interesting there. I, and to add to your point of um, him being the idea of, like, when rappers say they're an artist, not a rapper... One, I do have like a lot of thoughts on that. Them saying that itself, that I think there's a root there. There's like some sort of anti-blackness there. But like in this sense, I think it makes more sense of like that artist that is utilizing rap. You know what I'm saying? I utilize rap. I utilize singing. I do all of these things. I'm a musician. You know what I'm saying? And in the sense that like a rapper is an artist. Like this person is a person who is. I you know, I rap when I rap. I do this when I do this. And a rapper is a rapper. It's a different type of artist. Kind of brings us back to the Tyler thing. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, I feel like like based off of like the beta male, like the whole masculinity thing, I feel obviously there is a subset of rappers who aren't quote unquote rapidy rappers. They aren't the, you know, I have to live. They don't have the machismo. They don't, yeah. The machismo aspect of it doesn't exist. There's, you know, rappers are, there's now a space where rappers like JPEG mm can be bisexual they can be or homosexual they can be heartbroken over a girl or just be heartbroken in general they could be depressed they could just be vulnerable in a sense and i just feel like i as someone who from a woman's perspective oftentimes have difficulty relating to you know the machismo of rap. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say masochism, but that's a little harsh. Uh, but like that aspect of rap, having difficulty relating to that, it's very refreshing to get content from rappers who are expressing that kind of vulnerability because it's relatable. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Alec, this next question I have is for you, right? Hit me. You brought up that you didn't feel that there was really a clear message, right? My instant thought was there's probably a message. I just didn't get it. Word. So... This kind of like it goes back to that too. Is uh, do you think that the message is more so to be weird and challenge what's expected, like from the idea of a rapper? Because that within itself is at least an interesting concept. Of, I'm bri- like just from like what Aziz was talking about about he's not using standard structure. That was something I noticed immediately just now. Was that I when's the hook coming back? <laughs> yep. You only had one or two songs an hour where the hook came back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was personally thinking that he was probably telling a story and that's where Peggy gets involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it could even be about him having like some type of mental disorder such as bipolar or split personalities. What's called uh, dissociative identity disorder. I thought it could be something along those lines, but yeah, like I said, I have listened to the album probably five times. And I still have not even like listened to the lyrics. I know that sounds like weird. It's like I'm 
Like when I listen to Earl, the first thing I'm listening to is like, "Ooh, what is he saying here?" Mm-hmm. With this, I'm just like, "Okay, this is a bop. Like, let's go. This is good for my train ride. It makes me. If anyone bumps me, I could probably knock him out because he's screaming. <laughs> or actually, oh, you know what? I'm actually feeling pretty chill right now. Now that he's vibing out, like mm-hmm. they can bump me out and give a fuck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just like I'm on a wild span of emotions, but I did not quite actually pick up on what it is particularly. So this was a question I was going to save for for you two at the end actually but uh let's get into it after i asked asia her question but i'm gonna bring it up now because you basically just gave me the segue so both of you said that the lyrics kind of floated by for you yeah like but both of you also kind of mentioned that you didn't feel like you really got the overall message of the album Mm -hmm. do you feel like that's a reason why the message was kind of lost upon you because the lyrics didn't honestly i feel like that could be that totally could be a reason but I just know, like I said, I feel like there's a lot to this album and there's a lot of like meat and potatoes to this project and it's mm. different sounds and vocal, like all of that. We all know. We just all talked about it. Mm. But what I am saying, even though it's all of those things, it's not making me stray away from wanting to hear. It's making me want to like delve into it deeper. So I felt like maybe I need another week to spend with the project. And in a week's time from now... The lyrics will have sunken in and I will have a better understanding of the album. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like just from listening to it from a week, there was only so many things that I could focus on. And being that the album was all over the place, I'm trying to catch a grip of like, what am I holding on to here? Mm-hmm. That like paying attention to the actual lyrics was just something that kind of was an afterthought to mm-hmm. me. Word. All right. So that makes me think of the question I have for you. But I want to hear your take on that as well. Yeah, I mean, shit, I'm just, (laughs) yeah, like, I don't think that, like, me not picking up the message or anything, like, makes me really feel any type of of way. I just like that he, I'm literally spitballing when I say there's probably a message here, because I didn't pick up on it at all. Word. Another thing I got for you. I don't think there is, I, I don't think there is, like, an overarching message or theme in this album at all. No. Would you say that this album I don't think is so. another one of those albums is like a vibe? I feel like that's been It's more of a vibe for me. Yeah. yeah. But it's a bunch of different vibes. <laughs> yeah, it all it kind of reminds me of I don't know if you guys listen to this record, uh all our listeners out there. By Slawson Slawson Malone, it's called A Quiet Farewell. It's like a note to 2016-2018. Another album that is very lo-fi. A, another formless kind of album that it plays from start to finish, you can kind of shuffle like Asia did with this album. I actually never thought to do that. It was pretty interesting. I might mm-hmm. just do that next time and get a different experience. But very abrupt transitions, a lot of weird like excerpts from like poems and stuff. But it really puts you in a strange mood. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of those albums coming out this year. Okay. Yeah. So Asia, you had uh, brought up like a number of artists that this kind of reminded you of. Mm-hmm. Right? And one of them was Smino. So I, I didn't say Smino. I thought you said Smino. I said Gambino. Oh, okay. All right, so. <laughs> but. But also. So but you, a, we could put Smino in that category. Right. So I know a thing that is often said about Smino is how he's extremely talented. He has a style that's very different from a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. However, it's not very structured. So a lot of songs seem like they're all over the place. Right? Yeah. Mm. So in your sense of like this, would you say that this is kind of a similar feeling where like listening to a, a Smino project is like, yo, I know this dude is talented. But this is. It also takes me a while to get into a Smino project. Like Noir, it took me a bit. Like the sounds were all over the place. Yeah. Very much reminded me of this. 
I think so. Yeah, yeah I think indeed. The, the thing with Smino is that like he doesn't understand structure as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I think this what was the song he had that was a girl's name and then it's Anita. Structured. Yeah, there's no real structure to it. Yeah, so you get the remix with T Pain and T Pain no structure. So then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, if you did this in the first verse and you followed this pattern, Dang. follow that pattern for the second. Yeah. Verse. But Smino. I mean, I don't necessarily that. think it's like too bad of a thing, but it's a niche way to create music i feel like and there's definitely a handful of artists that yeah i want to say that i think his vocal effects are very unique and i think so dope he uses what i forgot what it's called it's like where it kind of like breaks through and like the vocals break a little bit yeah it's like a feedback effect i forgot what it's called yeah jeff tweedy said in one of his uh one of the videos he's saying it's like a shader it's like a shading effect and i've literally used it in like editing shit and like pro tools and stuff before but i just thought that it was like it's really unique in the sense, like, the way that he used that. And also, like, the random voices that pop up on every song. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but I'm once again not mad at them at all. Like, I think it's the same girl on a lot of those tracks, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> But I thought that was just, like, like I said, like I said, I didn't know the story, but it just seemed like, well, all this stuff, like, kind of going together, there was a theme somewhere in there. But like I said, I'm just spitballing, so I don't know. Yeah, it's dope. So if you were to rate this album. Let's get into it. What would you rate it? Out of 10. I know you like those decimal points too. Yeah, no rookie scores. I'm gonna have to go with a solid seven point eight mics. Whoa. Why? Because I'm probably listening to this album for like this is a twenty nineteen seven point eight mics. Okay. If we compare this to like the albums I actually listen to all the time, they sound like such a cornball, but I still listen to like Illmatic Ready to Die <laughs> and Good Kid Mass City all the time. Yeah. So we're comparing them to like that shit. It's like on that Can't level. Can't be a group if we don't got one person still listening to those projects. <laughs> exactly. But if we're comparing <laughs> this to 2019 albums. Classic. Yeah. If we're comparing this to 2019 albums, it's not a classic by any means, but this is like a 7.8 mics for 2019 because like, he's one of the few people who's actually cool. making an album. All these other rappers are putting a bunch of singles. No offense, Q, but even you did that. A lot of these rappers are putting a bunch of singles on a project and calling it an album. He made an album, so it's giving a solid 7.8 mics for me. Listenable, engaging, and once again, actual album. So that's my score. What about me? I would give it a 7.6. Okay. Which, in my opinion, isn't bad at all. That's spectacular. Yeah. My only true complaint was I just wish it was a little shorter. I really do. I wanted to fully immerse myself, but I felt like there was just too many songs for me to get a grip. But like I said, that whole reverse listener's fatigue, I want to listen to this album more. Like knowing I was reviewing it with you guys today, like, you know, it really fueled obviously a fire because we have to listen to the project. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I just feel like I'm happy that we did review this because as someone who wasn't a fan of JPEG, now, you know, I'm going to go and explore and actually go back and listen to more of his music and try to understand who he is as an artist. So, you know, I think as a starting point, I really like this project as my starting point in my intro into JPEG. Word. Word. Aziz, I want to ask you, how how do you rate it? Uh, 9.1. Whoa. Yeah, it's 9.1. Skewing that average. Yeah. Yeah, man, this thing is... So you're saying this is one of the greatest projects you've ever heard. I mean, this year, yeah. I mean, I, I do want to go ahead and say it's one of the best things I've ever heard. It's extremely interesting. It's unlike anything I've ever heard. And to even compare him to, you know, a Captain Beefheart or a Frank Zappa or, you know, other legends out there who are challenging their genres. For JPEG Mafia to go ahead and make rap or 
they can be very minimalist at, at sometimes, very robust, and someone just can make it extremely dynamic and fun and exciting and very compact and like emotional and honest. Like it's a lot going on, and it gets better every single time I'm listening to this thing. Yeah, it's extremely progressive. I think is a nine point one. The text thread that we all have together also confirms that Aziz definitely feels it's a nine point one. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, my, my, oh yeah. Yeah. So I. I mean, what did I, he tell us last week? Keep calm and listen to JPEG Mafia. No, no. Or I said like I said keep the doctor away and listen to JPEG Mafia today. <laughs> Bars. Yeah. Bars. All right. I want to kind of end this with this question for you guys. Where do you play this album? Where's the place that this album is perfectly for playing? Oh, I got the answer. What's that? My car, which ha- well, actually, my car is gone, impounded, pre-impounded. <laughs> my car, it does, it does. Okay. My car, driving down ninety-three with my subs, fall time, which is perfect that the album just dropped. It's getting a little cold out. I got a sweater on, and there's nobody else on the road. It's just me and JPEG Mafia and my subwoofers. Mm-hmm. I'm playing it. Well, I have been playing it on my commute to and from work. You think that's that, the ideal that, spot? Well, it's been the ideal spot for me. Like, when I've tried to play it in my house, when I've tried to play it sitting at my desk, it just really didn't resonate. But, like, when I'm able to zone out and just really, like, vibe, mm-hmm. it's when I'm, you know, enjoying it the most. For me, I normally like to listen to projects in my car, but I think this one, it's more effective in my room uh, by myself. JPEG Mafia is, like, one of those things where, like, you know, you have you imagine like one of your friend's rooms, like the door is closed and it's like, what the hell is going in going on in Aziz's room? You know, it sounds like all the sounds and texture would make it seem like I am engineering a robot or like just crafting something crazy. But meanwhile, I'm just in there just kind of letting all my emotions that I feel like I can't really express in such a, a safe world. It's kind of just dissipating in thin air when I can just listen to him in the background. That's the reason why I like punk. I love rock. I like all those things. I I listen to those types of music like in, on the way to work, driving, because all that shit just kind of goes out. And I could just be calm. I don't have to like come up to you and just curse you the fuck out. It's just because I listen to JPEG Mafia on the way out and I'm ready to <laughs> just drink my tea and get back to work. <laughs> That's a fact. So, Odie, what would you rate the project if you had to? Just off of the first <laughs> listen. Just do it. Uh, I will say that I heard some things here that I, I like way more than I thought I would have before. I kind of, um, one of you guys have mentioned it earlier and uh, compared him to um, Brockhampton, right? So when I listen mm-hmm. to Brockhampton, I'm listening and I'm like, man, there's certain things I like here, but like, I don't feel like any rapper in the group has the personality that sticks out from the other. You know what I mean? It just kind of feels like a, one guy's rapping and another guy's rapping and another guy's rapping and they're all kind of decently well. Um, so with the idea that this guy is that as one person, I think it sticks out a little bit better. The fact that he's trying to be unique, he has these little things, these sticks or things that he's created around him that's kind of making a world for him. I think that makes it unique. The music is interesting. Like I said, first thing, as soon as I was listening, I think I was listening to BBW. Was it BBW? Yeah. When I, when I made the comparison to, because the internet's one of my favorite projects of the 2010s, I think that uh, I can see some parallels there. Also, uh, another interesting thing was that I, I see 
I hated Earl Sweatshirt slash Project. Right? Damn. Hated it. That's a I classic. Didn't think it was music. Like it, it was, sounded like mess. I'm right in the middle of both of y'all. I don't think it was a classic. Didn't love it. Yeah, it's classic. But um, I don't know about that. I mean, didn't uh, hate it. Sorry. Yeah. You yeah, like yeah. you like JPEG Mafia. My thing is okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. JPEG, wait, hold on, hold on. Like JPEG Mafia's record is so much more energy than some rap songs, and the fact that hold like on, you're able on. to take that in, hold on, is hold impressive. On. Hold on. So the thing I didn't like, I just felt like. Earl Sweatshirt's thing was a mess. Like, it's a mess, and, like, it was just... He lazy raps, and then it's just on things switching all over the place. This sounded more musical. You know what I mean? And that's really what I want. Off of off of this, like, first listen, I would say, like... How about um, instead of a 1 to 10, you give it from A to, a to F? A to F? <laughs> you grade it. Because you don't really have, like, the... You just do a teacher. You do read it once. What you grade in the paper? Yo, all right. So I feel like I feel like this is going to be seen as bad. But like, all right, one, I in anything I'm rating, nothing gets a ten because you have to leave room for error. With that being said, mm. if you're getting over five, that's exceptional. That that's not exceptional, but it means you're good. You're in the clear. I would give this a C plus. Okay, that's above average. Seventy five, seven point okay. five. Yeah. You can get to college with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I that's would. all I got in college. That's all you need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo, and on that note, <laughs> this is the Ether Report. Yo, when we post this episode, please leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe to us. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. If you think our opinions are absolute trash, I want to know. I'm going to argue back with you on Instagram. But yeah. nah, this was good. Argue with Asia on Instagram, yeah. dog. And, uh, and C's get degrees. C's get degrees. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. <laughs> All right, Ether Report over and out. Signing off. Peace. Da, da, da.